Hello and welcome to Inspired Mind Podcast. As you connect with our content, we hope that you'll be inspired to grow and develop a better you. Please be encouraged to share this with others. Happy growing. All right, let's read Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3. Um, the Bible said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. That's from Prophet Isaiah. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for hatches, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. It's one of the callings as Christians, one of our calling is to a life of peace, a, a life of inner healing. Um, as Christians, one of the things that we are not, we are called not only to enjoy, but also to help others to enjoy his inner peace. You see, the, the scripture came for the sick at heart, people that are weak in their spirit, people that are broken, that's what the scripture is all about. So every time you are coming to church, church is like the best clinic for the soul. It's like coming to daughters of it. That's why I want, when people come to church with that purpose, it, 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 it thrills my heart. You come to church with focus. I come to church believing and determining in my heart that I'm going to get some healing. Amen. I also want us to quickly turn to the book of Psalm 13. We're going to read that as well. Psalm 13, we're going to read 1 to 6. Psalm 13, verse 1 to 6. You know, sometimes when I'm reading these scriptures to you, I wish I can read it like my senior son um, reads. He reads it like he's telling you a story, just so sweet. When we do Bible devotion, that's one of my best parts when, when, when they have to read. As a matter of fact, the two of my boys have this very unique way. You know, let me, let me, let me try if I'm going to make it. You know, they'll say, oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look into other way? How long was I struggle with anguish in my soul? With sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord, my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies go saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Does, not, does that not sound cool? Nobody's responding. You know, it just sounds like a sweet story. You know, they make me feel so good when they say that. And I make me also look like I, 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 I am not too learned. Even though I know I am, in Jesus' name. You know, so that was David lamenting his pains. The man after God's heart. So being born again does not give you an exempt status when it comes to the matter of pain. You know, Jesus himself in his humanity felt pain. Jesus felt the pain of the cross. Jesus had emotional pain, the pain of rejection. How many of us have been rejected here? It's always so painful. Jesus felt the, 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 the pain of betrayal. Jesus felt the pain of shame of the cross. So being born again does not give you an exempt status when it comes to the things of shame. 
That was David lamenting to the Lord. God, where are you, Lord? I don't know if your life right now and your story is just like David. I don't know if in your heart you are saying, God, where are you? I go to church every Sunday. I'm a worker in church. I do this, I do that. What's going on here, Lord? I'm hurting. I'm, I'm in pain. I don't know if your story is like David. But today the Lord has a word for you in Jesus' name. Come on, let me hear a better amen. amen. Yes, you know, the, 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 the most common problem to humanity, everybody, rich, poor, white, black, whatever it is, male, female, whatever it is, wherever you are from, pain is something that is common to every one of us. And that's why within the next four Sundays, we are going to do a lot on these healing emotions. And I pray the Lord will give you the right word in Jesus' name. I, 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 when, when we are dealing with pain, there's something I want us to always remember. Now, people can stand around you to support you. People can stand around you to, to give you guidance. People can stand around you um, to sympathize or empathize with you in times of pain. But the one who manages pain is you. So it's a personal responsibility how you intend to get out of your pain. And these are some of the things that we need to come to terms with as believers. I, I, when, when I was thinking about pain um, and I was studying, um, I, I, I came across one quote. Um, somehow, I, I think by divine intervention, I just came across a quote. Um, I can't remember. Uh, from, I think it's from one of the groups that I belong to on WhatsApp. I saw that quote, and I'm going to project it. It says, never mock a pain you, have not, you haven't endured. Because when life hits you, you might become everything you ever criticized. You know, so pain, if you have not experienced pain or you are not experiencing pain, I give you a good news. Pain is going to come. It comes with life. It's part of life package that God gives to us. Because we are human, as long as we live here, we're going to experience emotional pain. It, it might come in different ways. I mean, I was listing a di different ways through which pain comes. It comes through death, maybe you, the death of a loved one. Um, I, I know that some people that I love so much we, we are going to eventually die. And I will feel pain, I will be hurt. I know that someday I'm going to die and some of the people that really loved me will be, will be hurt. So pain will come through death, through disease. Some people are diagnosed with a particular kind of disease, and they are in pain. They are sad. They are wondering, why me? A lot of people also have pains through cases of divorce. You know, people have pain. It comes with pain. Some people wish that relationship can come back. That marriage can be reestablished. Through decisions. Decision is another way that a lot of people experience pain. The decisions you make in life. There are some decisions that I've made in life personally that, that, that brings pain to me. Until I had to process my pain, until I had to manage my pain, until I had to, had to come to terms with my pain and had to take that three seconds deep breath and breathe out and say, you know, I'm letting go. Decisions. That's why you have to be careful the decisions you make today. Some of us are experiencing pain as a result of the decision we made years before now. Disappointment can bring pains. Disaster can bring pains. How many of us know how bad it is when disappointment hits you? Some people are disappointed in relationship. That can bring pain. Some people are disappointed in their job, in their career. That can bring pain. Some people are disappointed in their parents. Some people are even disappointed in God. For their situation. 
And that even not them all. Some people, their pain is not the, the thing that happened to them. Is Their pain is why did God allow it to happen? Some is disaster. And of course, the one that is common that we usually say, and everybody here would shout amen to it, the devil. The devil causes pain. He just, that's all he does. He's skillful at it. So even when he's giving you those sweet things and guiding you in those paths that seem it right, the ultimate agenda for the devil is to cause you pain. Hallelujah. And so today, one of the things we're going to be doing is looking at the various ways that you can manage pain. That's why the title of this part one is How to Manage Pain. And there are two basic ways that pain can be um, processed or managed um, or, to, or handled. And one of that is the unhealthy way, what I call the unhealthy way of handling pain. The unhealthy, unhealthy way of managing pain, one of that is indulging in addictive behavior. I'm sure many of you know somebody who is indulging in addictive behavior in a bid to manage pain. You see, it's, they, are using, they are using their outside things to try to control their inner feelings. I'm sure if I go through, um, if I go through my list, you, you understand everything that has to do with indulging in addictive behavior. Addictive behavior has self-destructive. They have self-destructive behaviors. They are compulsive behavior. You know, compulsive behavior is that behavior that you, are, you, are, you, you repeatedly do. You, um, you do it persistently even though it hurts you. All because you are thinking of how to numb your pains. You know, some of the addictive behaviors are food. Some people gain more weight and eat overboard when they are depressed, when they are in pains, when they are having hurting feelings, emotion is bruised. They eat so much. You know, there are so many. They indulging in addictive behavior. There are so many ways. Gambling. Some people go into gambling because of it. Some people work extra. Um, I think I, I'm one of those guilty ones. Every, when I am not too happy, I just get myself distracted with work, 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 work. You know, some indulge in browsing internet and, 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 and some go into serious, irresponsible shopping and spending. If you are one of them, shout hallelujah. That's their own addictive behavior. They will max out the credit cards and just go shopping, trying to be happy. You see what I said about indulging in addictive behavior? You try to use something of the external to deal with issues in the eternal, which doesn't always work. Some go into codependent relationship. Codependent relationship is like approval seeking. A lot of people is out of pain. They are looking for somebody to just approve of them. For somebody to just tell them, I love you. So somebody to just tell them, you are cool. For somebody to just tell them, um, you, everything is well with you. They, they, they indulge into that codependence. They're just looking for approval everywhere. So unhealthy way to handle pain, one is indulging in addictive behavior. The second is reacting through negative attitude. Reacting to negative attitude, so you want to put that down. It's one of the unhealthy way of handling pain. Negative attitude, like withdrawal, you know, aggression. You know, some people just withdraw. Some people become aggressive, easily angered. Is always fighting. You know, things that shouldn't pull them down, pulls them down. 
And even reacting through negative attitudes, some people would develop an attitude for God. They'll be asking questions, God, why me? I don't know when in the situation and story of Jesus Christ, at any point did Jesus say, why me? I would have wished he said so. So sometimes, why not? What about if Jesus can give you a picture of what the end of your pain will be? Why not you? So reacting through negative attitudes, some people develop such an attitude. Some would, will even say, I don't want to come to church anymore. I don't want to read my Bible anymore. Uh, no, I, I, they, I don't even want to pick the cause of my connect group members anymore. It's their fault. They didn't pray hard. That's why I have this pain. You know, you just negatively begin to look for somebody to blame so that it will make you feel good. And, you know, the last one in the category of reacting through negative attitude is suppressing your pain. It's so, that one is so common among believers, Christians. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, Christians are sometimes, we're even trained not to call our problem. You know, so if I'm feeling sick and somebody says, what is wrong with you? I'm well in Jesus' name. You know, which is okay. Spiritualist. It makes spiritual sense. Calling those things that be not as though they were. But you are sick though. Because when you get to the doctor's office and the doctor says, what brings you here? You say, I came because I'm so well. I feel so good. And the doctor says, What? He said, Doctor, I can't tell you what is wrong with me because we have been taught in church not to say it. It's common with us as believers. We live in deniers. You know, I call it fake joy. Um, we act like the pain doesn't exist. But I want us to quickly dive in while we have time to ways to handle pain. And I don't know who you are here. I don't know if you came here with your heart heavy. You are in pain. I don't know, you know if you know somebody who is in pain and you really just want to help them to get out of it. How? What are the ways that we need to manage our pains? The healthy way, the way that will not be destructive to our lives in terms of pain. Number one is to acknowledge it. And you can actually acknowledge your, that pain is in, in place in your life when you evaluate how much you have indulged in those unhealthy attitudes, you know, behavioral symptoms, and you know that you are, you are addicted. Some people are addicted to, you know, pornography and all those things because sex and all, just because they are depressed. It's the only thing that seems to give, kick their adrenaline and give them, you know, that temporary relief and they feel good. As you, as you notice all that in your life, you acknowledge that you have pain to deal with. Don't live in denial. Jesus has no problem with you identifying your problem. As a matter of fact, if you go to him in prayer, he wants you to be specific. Even though he knows. You want to go before him and say, Lord, I'm broke. Lord, I need a new job. You're not going to go before him and say, Father, Lord, I have a job in Jesus' name. But you know, I just have a job in Jesus' name, Jesus. I need a job. Acknowledge your pain. Don't suppress it. Don't use alcohol. Don't go drink beer and think that it will make your pain go away. Don't inject drugs into your system thinking that it will relieve you of the pain. 
You see, your pain, dealing with your pain from external into internal in a destructive way will only worsen the situation. Somebody say amen. When you acknowledge your pain, the number two thing that you want to do to, in, a, in a heavy way to manage or to, to, to handle pain, after you acknowledge it, the next thing you want to do is to accept it. I have the right to be hungry. Life has not been fair. I was abused. Yes, I was abused. Or I had, the ch I had childhood traumas and so many things happened to me. You accept it. And this is affecting my life. This is the reason why my life is like this. This is the reason why I'm having this kind of mentality. Accept it. And of course, the third way is to address it. Address it. In other words, seek help. Seek help. Address your pain. I don't know who here is going through a lot of pain, a lot of broken heart. Something inside of you just don't feel right. It's time to address it. In other words, seek help. And let me permit me to take you through three different ways you can seek help. You see, three types of help needed in managing stroke, addressing your pains, as I put that. If you have your worksheet, you can just begin to fill on. Three ways you can, you can seek help in times of pain. Number one is God help. There are three types of pain, help. God help. You know, the Bible describes God as our helper. In Psalm 33, I'm 34, verse 18. In Psalm 34, verse 18, the Bible says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. That's what God is looking for. Let me tell you something. You honor God when you bring your pain to him. Nothing makes me feel good. Nothing, makes, nothing honors me like when my children, when they come to me and say, Dad, I have a problem. I need to sit down. I need to talk to you. First of all, it gives me a sense of what. It, it makes me feel like they, they, they consider me as a father who has what, who can, who can help them through their crisis. Your pain, when you surrender and you submit your pain to God, it honors him. It's an identification that, God, you are my helper. You are the one, you are my source. You are the one who can help me in a time like this. That's what it does. You seek him in prayers. You seek him in word. You seek him through hope. You seek him through depending on him. Amen. You see, among the list of helpers that I'm going to talk to you about, God is the safest, is the surest, the closest. And after a matter of fact, he's the best. He's always there. He's waiting for you. You know, as parents, when something happens to our children and we get to find out somewhere else or we get to find out through other means, one of the first things that we tell them is, why did you not tell me? We feel, we feel disappointed. We feel like this child doesn't consider me as a good parent enough that can help them. They don't think, this child doesn't think I love him or her enough. But God is looking for someone who can see him like a helper and bring their pains before him. Hallelujah. Turn your Bible with me to Galatians 6 verse 2. Galatians 6 verse 2. It says, share each other's burden. 
and in this way obey the law. Share each other's burden. A second type of help is people help. Remember the first is God help. Second is people help. The help of people. And that is actually the biggest idea of the church. The church is created to be a community where people find healing in their spirit. Inner healing, where their emotion, emotional pain and trauma is resolved. I tell you what, and I tell people, don't get comfortable. Where COVID has kept a lot of people at home watching on screen. But don't get comfortable because you are not going to have emotional healing through TV. You engage with community. You share your burden with people in safe space. And when you do, God, use, God will use people to bring joy, to bring hope to your life. In safe space, one of the help you need is people help, especially in church community. Now, you can't get this help on TV. No, this is not the kind of help that comes from your followers on social media. When real problems, when real troubles of life hit you, when you look for your followers on social media, you see that there's nobody home. You'll be crying, is somebody home? Hello, nobody home. Some of the biggest pain and troubles that I've ever encountered in my life, I got a lot of relief through my church community. There's just always that somebody that I can pick up my phone and call in church. You see, the, 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 the big churches that you stay on the internet and listen to sermon, there's good. They, I mean, sermon will help you. But when it comes to the time of real need, that is why Christ created the local church. So don't get used to the journey of your faith or your life is not limited to you sitting to watch TV at home. I pray that we will get a go ahead to return to church and everybody will begin to rethink church. It's more than you can imagine. It's one of the places you get the support system that you need. I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. And lastly, what is the first help? God help. What's the second one? People help. And the third one is self-help. Come on, say, tell to yourself, I can help myself. Jesus wants you to. Let's look at Psalm 16, verse 8 to 9. Psalm 16, verse 8 to 9. He said, I know the Lord is always with me. That's David. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. That is because David believes and took personal responsibility. Self-help. I, I, I call it self-calming behaviors and strategies. When I feel stressed, when I feel so much pain, one of my biggest escapes is music. I love music. I love worship. Sometimes I have to go around my house or my home um, you know, with, with the earphones, just not to disturb everybody because I wanted that. Everybody else probably wants to focus on something else. Music, whatever it is, some people is taking a nap. 
Some people is taking a warm shower. Some people just want to call up somebody and chat them up. Whatever it is that can help you, whatever it is. Some people just want to call their connect group and say, somebody pray, pray with me. You got to take a decision. You got to take a responsibility. Remember, you got to acknowledge that you are going through pain. You got to accept it and you address it by seeking help. And one of such help is self. Seek help from yourself. Help yourself. When you pray, when you read the Bible, you are helping yourself. When you stay away from destructive, destructive strategies or approach to your, to your pain, you are helping yourself. Hallelujah. Is somebody getting something here today? It's important for us as a church to talk about these things. It's, it, it, I mean, what is it, it? Almost 60% of some of the things that we had to deal with in my program was emotional healings and pains. When people come for counseling, they did not come because um, they, they think they've not read the Bible enough or they don't have enough, enough um, pastor around them. They come because they are hurting inside. So as Christians, we need to begin to rise and know that the biggest idea of God is that we have peace in our heart. He wants, us, he wants our soul to prosper. He wants our heart to be at peace at all times. As we grow in his word, let me tell you one of the things, if you never know, one of the things we need to understand about um, pain is the damaging effect of living with it. So effects of unmanaged and unprocessed pain, I'll quickly take it quickly. One of the, one of the effects is dangerous to our overall health. Dangerous to our overall health. In Proverbs, I love Proverbs 17 verse 22. The Bible said, A merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit, in other words, a heart going through pain, dried up the bones. Pain will hinder everything about your health. Some people, let me tell you, some people are more emotionally sick than the doctor can diagnose. Some people don't feel so good, but when they go to the doctor, the doctor is unable to see anything. The doctor will say, your test came out good. But there's an inner pain. Some of them, they just need to sit with someone. They just need to be in a connect group where somebody can, can, can create a safe space for them to remind their mind. One of my pain is that I, I, I was abused as a child and it just hurts me every time I think about it. That might just be why they are sick. So when that pain is not managed, it's dangerous to their overall health. Also, it affects our perspective and attitude to life. Rick Warren was the guy who said it best. Rick Warren said, hurting people hurt people. When you are in school and you see bullies, a lot of time if you diagnose those bullies, these are people that have been abused. These are people that have had, they've been bullied somewhere in their life. So they begin to demonstrate that and try to cause other people pain. And lastly, it affects our pursuit of purpose. 
When you are living with pain, pain becomes an hindrance for you to achieve God's giving purpose for your life. Let me tell you something. People that don't feel well, hardly do well in life. It's a distraction. When you sit down and every day of your life, you just feel bitter. And you just feel like the world is, the world is unfair to you. It's hard for you to take decisions that will affect your growth and your pursuit of purpose in life. If we don't feel well, we cannot do well. And so in conclusion, I just want to let you know today that Jesus can heal your pain. I want you to treat this like a breaking news. Just, just assume like you never knew. You're hearing for the first time. Hello. Jesus can heal your pain. And I just don't want you to accept this mentally. I want it, I don't want it to, to be an head knowledge that Jesus can heal pain. Let it sink in your heart. Move it from your head to your heart. That indeed Jesus can heal pain. It will heal your pain through the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will guarantee that inner peace, even in the midst of your storm. And Jesus will heal you through people. He has not changed the strategy from ages. I wish there's a different strategy. That's why if you are not, I always jokingly say that, it's not even a joke. Take me, for, take me for my word. The greatest skill you can develop in your life is people's skill. Some of you have nobody to go to and talk to about your pain because you, you have never taken anybody serious. Nobody, you've lived in your own world. You feel that you are enough and sufficient for yourself. And so in times of need, nobody to cry to. Hallelujah. The book of Psalm 34, verse 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. I want us to rise on our feet. Whatever you are, just let's rise to our feet. Let's remember this in our heart. Everybody, you are either going through pain or you've had pains of the past that is hurting everything that you do today. Or pain is ahead in the future. Everybody will feel pain someday, somehow. But let me tell you what the book of Isaiah 61 verse 3 said. And I'm going to close with this. It says, To her who mourn in Israel, it will give a crown of beauty for hatches, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. And I love this part. And this is the part that I want us to pay attention to. He said, in their righteousness, I'm sure most of us understand what righteousness means. Right standing with God. That's only possible with Christ. So I don't know who you're standing with. You know, so many religions tend to point to God. But not everybody believes that Jesus is the way. But the scripture can be broken. It's straightforward. It has never changed. In their righteousness, he said, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. 
That's our portion. That's the gospel. If I have to, if I have to say that in my in my podcast, gospel in five minutes, that's the spirit. That, you see, everything I've said today, I could capture it in two minutes, and you will get the gospel. In their righteousness, in their right standing with God, those who have Christ in their life. You see, I, I did a little research, and I was I wanted to know a little bit about the hoax tree. And one of the lovely um, expression that I got, it says the hoax tree is like one of the most loved trees in the world, and with good reason. It's a symbol of strength, moral, resistance, and knowledge. So the hoax tree is considered cosmic storehouse of wisdom embodied in its towering strength. And that's what God is promising you. That when you have a right standing with Jesus, you will be like the hoax tree. You will be strong in times of pain. You will stand unshakable. You will produce good fruits. Your life will be attractive. People will want to know Jesus when they look at your life. If you have right standing. So if your relationship with Jesus is shaky and it doesn't exist, this is an opportunity. We're calling you to give it a thought in your heart. Do you really want to be like the whole tree? Pains will come. Do you want to be ready, fortified? Like the whole tree with strength to absorb any pain of life. You need Jesus. And if you never had him, I want to say this simple prayer. I just want you to bow your head and say it. If you've had Jesus and you think your relationship is slacky, it's the time to call him back, that you really want to get back, Lord. I don't love you. I don't know you enough. I don't trust you enough. I am worried in my heart. Sometimes I still, I still bother. I still... I still freak out. Even though I have you, this is the time for you to invite him back. And if this is your first time, just say, Jesus, I surrender my heart to you. Use me. Begin to be the leader of my heart. Begin to navigate my heart. You are my helper. I, I don't need anyone first beside you in that time of pain. I need you, Lord, to, to, to find your place in my heart. I'm tired of doing it all by myself. I want you, Jesus. Jesus.